this series presents information based in part on theory and conjecture. The facts that will be presented are true. Scientists representing the world's foremost research centers took part in the examination of the evidence. Chris. I'm Chad. And together we're a pair of normal guys. guys. Slightly better. Messy. There you go. All right. Synced up even though we're so far away from each other. That's right. It's like we're in the same room. It is, except mine's darker and void of life. <laughs> nice. <laughs> oh, so so back again for what? Four weeks in a row now, Chad? Yeah, that's, I mean, this may be five. We're more consistent than COVID testing. (laughs) Nice. Thank you. Appreciate that. So what's been going on with you for the past week? The same thing. It's always going on with me. Work. Doctor's (laughs) appointments. Yes. The only extra thing I've thrown into the mix now is searching for ammunition for a handgun because it's all gone. Oh, scary times when Chad's packing. You know what I like to do? I like to know what scary times because Letus is packing. He carries oh. an unknown meter with him everywhere. That's not good news for anybody. No kidding. Uh, but <laughs> you know what I like to do when the salespeople at gun shops tell me they're all out, right? What's that? Whale shoot. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, uh, <laughs> And then they just point at the door and say, get out. No, they just walk away and try to help somebody who's buying a gun that they don't have ammunition for. <laughs> yeah, this here CRX 725 uh, AK assault rifle is perfect for home defense. It uses these uh, armor-piercing rounds. We're completely out right now. Probably won't have any until 2021, but uh, it's a real good price on guns on sale. So I, I, just, I, I have Claymore mines. Do you? Yeah. All around the front yard. Did you sculpt those? Yeah, I did. They're made out of clay. <laughs> That's right. They look like dogmen and chupacabras. They're very ineffectual, actually. They're not claymore mines. You made more clay mines. Dang it, I got it wrong again, didn't I? Yeah. Chris, I am appalled by your <laughs> ignorance, sir. I mean, I thought I was doing good because they all look like uh, French guys with berets and white face paint on. Yeah, I was making pancakes. I was making more clay mimes. <laughs> it happens. <laughs> Zing. Uh huh. In the box. Oh well, 
That's good, Chad. Uh huh. So I've been uh over the past week and a half to two weeks, give or take. Your times may vary. Uh huh. I've been eating much better. Did you finally get a new set of teeth? <laughs> no. What? Oh. What? <laughs> Nothing. Nothing. Uh, yeah, I've dropped eight pounds. Oh. I thought I thought Amelia weighed more than that now. Oh, boo. Oh, head injury. <laughs> no, we've just uh we we've we've been doing better dinners. We no bread, pasta, potatoes, rice. Yeah. Candles. Doing a lot a nice of ca- No, a lot of cauliflower. <laughs> well, I mean, that's what you gotta do. Cauliflower rice. It's good the first time you cook it. It's nasty. No, yeah, you, you will use it then. And cauliflower is very versatile. Kafufa. <laughs> you can roast it. You can uh-huh. steam it. You can yep. make cauliflower steaks. Yep. You know what I like to do with it, right? You know what I make with it? Cauliflower. I can make a brooch, a hat, a pterodactyl. With cauliflower? Yeah. Huh. That's what I make with that. I- intriguing. <laughs> And last night, Chad, I had mung beans. Oh, God. Is that from eating different? <laughs> no, mung beans. They're little green. Yeah, I usually have corn kernels in mine. Oh. No, they're little green bean-looking things that remind you a lot of black-eyed peas. They have about the same kind of texture and flavor. What you going to do with all that junk? And you're drunk. Oh. Sometimes. I know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I have nothing else to do, Chris. It's just random. I've been watching YOLO Crystal Fantasy. Oh my! Uh, from Adult Swim. <laughs> it's an Australian animator. Uh-huh. Um, some people make it. You can tell it's made for college kids. Late night, they're on drugs, but it's like pretty damn funny. Aqua Teen Hunger Force. Oh, it's it's way beyond Aqua Teen Hunger Force, but yeah, it's in the same vein. It's just all nuts. I, all I know is that there will be there will never be another Venture Brothers. There's going to be another season eventually. But oh, is it really? A, yeah, yeah, it's still going. It just Sweet. only comes out every two to three years. Yeah, <laughs> they were going to cancel Archer. Archer's coming back. I'm very excited about that. Sweet. Yeah. Uh, what else? Was there anything? What we do in the shadows got renewed for a third season, but we won't see it for a while. So, right. Very exciting. Good stuff. Oh, good. Uh-huh. You know what else is good stuff, Chad? What's that, Chris? The Paro news stories. Yes. They are. Ease, ease, ease. Mm-hmm. Just roll right into it, sir. All Shut right. me up. No, that was that was called Segway, sir. Oh, I thought that was a thing that makes you run over a cliff and you die. Well, or that's a rascal. <laughs> oh. I can go anywhere, where, where. <laughs> oh, so do you uh, Do you have an interesting story for us this evening, Chad? I do, Chris. It's from our Canadian friends in Ontario. Oh, it's what's that Ontario. all about, eh? Hey, it's an Ontario property haunted by a poltergeist and is now for sale. What's that all about, you say? Oh, yeah, hey. Let me tell you. A commercial building in St. Catharines, Ontario, Canada. Seems like a great investment as it has six residential units, Chris. A commercial storefront for sale for just under 
$700,000. I wonder if that's Canadian or U.S. money. If it's Canadian, hell, they're giving it away. <laughs> Unfortunately, the property is located at 237 Church Street, and it made headlines all across North America back in 1970 when a terrifying encounter with a poltergeist or poltergeist <laughs> traumatized several members of the community. Oh, I was thinking of poltergeist when I saw that. Numerous witnesses that included several police officers with the old St. Catharines Police Department reported seeing furniture move on its own, as well as pictures flying off the walls. And according to the current owners, the stories were absolutely true. Reno Mancini revealed that he personally knows one of the officers who investigated the location back in 1970. And he believes the story he, the police officer, so there was a photographer there and he went in to take pictures and pause dramatically dot 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 the door closed behind him and he couldn't get out gas out about it and kind of just left his equipment in there shame ebay wasn't around back then make a little profit <laughs> explain mancini um blurry ghost-like picture that you could tell they photoshopped the incidents were believed to have been centered around an 11 year old boy named peter who lived with his family in the building's apartment number one. Number one. When the police were called to the property on February 6th, 1970, the last thing they expected was to encounter poltergeist activity. But according to the female who was living there, they moved the headstones, but not the bodies. No, items around the house began moving around inexplicably about 10 days prior to her calling the police. When she called the police, did they go, carry Ann? No, actually, they said they came from a land down under. When one of the police officers, no, wait a minute, that's not them, is it? That's a minute work. Uh, and when one of the police officers contacted a priest to come to the location, they both witnessed unexplained activity, such as footsteps in the kitchen and a chair moving on its own. I've seen that before. Another officer who was on the scene that day witnessed numerous bowling trophies, one at a time being thrown to the floor, as well as a kitchen clock unplugging itself. And landing on the floor. Time Clock just wanted out. It did. Clocked out. Whenever the 11-year-old boy walked by the pictures on the wall, they would sway back and forth. The boy was even pushed against the wall by an unseen entity, as well as the heavy chair that he was sitting in being flipped over. Additionally, Chris, the yeah. officers noted that a Chesterfield levitated approximately 18 inches off the ground with four people sitting on it as well as Peter's bed levitating in the air. Okay, hang on. What's a Chesterfield? Exactly. A couch, <laughs> I think. Other unexplained activity that happened at the location includes dolls, lamps, and pictures falling over. A bookcase tipping over, a heavy chest of drawers moving away from the wall, and then back again. A chair that levitated before slamming onto down or down onto the floor, Interestingly, the only two objects in the house that were untouched were, guess what, Chris? A crucifix and a picture and... of the Virgin Mary with a palm leaf. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. The actual police report can be seen here, and there's a link that's provided. I can't show you that, though, because this is audio. The hauntings, however, <laughs> seemed to have stopped as soon as the boy left, although there were rumors that the activity started up at his grandmother's house, where he spent some time. The current owners of the Church Street property, as well as the tenants, haven't experienced any unexplained activity, so I suppose that's good news for whoever decides to buy the building. Peace. So that comes to us from Mysterious Universe, sir. So there you have it. 
Oh, anyway, Chad, you know, I forgot, I completely forgot to mention this. Yes. You know what? I'll get to the end of the show. Cliffhanger. Oh, nice. Ex- exciting cliffhanger. I'm excited now just thinking about it. Oh, well, Chad, I've got a story here for us. Yes. Chad, are you a voter? Uh, no, I am not. Well, this year, you may not have to worry about the stigma of you being a non-voting deadbeat. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Because also, (laughs) from Mysterious Universe, from Mr. Paul Seaburn, Mm -hmm. we have a story. A day before election, near-Earth asteroid has a chance for collision. Holy shit. The hell you say, Chris? (laughs) I do. Mr. Seaburn says, get your white flag and start waving it at the nearest calendar, especially if you live in the U.S. NASA is warning that a near-Earth asteroid will make a near-Earth pass on November 2nd, one day before the country's presidential election. Is this the universe letting us know we're not as important as we think? Question mark. Is it? In a tweet from NASA, they said... Asteroid 2018 VP1 is very small, approximately 6.5 feet, and poses no threat to Earth! Exclamation mark. It currently has a 0.41% chance of entering our planet's atmosphere, but if it did, it would disintegrate due to its extremely small size. Did you know there's a preparation plan in place in case that was getting close to us? <laughs> is there now? Uh-huh. It's called Preparation H. And it's to alleviate the asteroid threat. Oh, that tweet by NASA was made after the mainstream space watching and conspiracy media came out with blaring headlines warning that asteroid 2018 VP1 will be very close to Earth with a non-zero chance of impact on November 2nd, the day before an election that is dominating the news and the attention of most Americans. Of course... The impact could occur anywhere on Earth. But we self-important Americans always make these things about us, don't we? Question mark. Do we? (laughs) While a 0.41% chance sounds pretty small, it's actually 1 in 240, which sounds much more probable. You know what's funny is that's still a better chance of me getting the current mail this week. True. Better chance of me winning the lottery tonight. Well, I mean, my, if you do, zing. If we do, we let, know the coming. <laughs> last paranormal guy's show. He's <laughs> <laughs> out. Uh, why haven't we heard about this sooner? If you know anything about asteroids, or you have int- an intuitive mind, you'll either know or figure out that 2018 VP1 means this asteroid was discovered in 2018 and has been tracked ever since. Ironically, 2018 VP1 was discovered on November 3rd, 2018 by astronomers at the Zwicky Transient Facility at Palomar Observatory in Southern California. That's a mouthful. It was. During this brief period, it was visible for about 13 days. Uh, Astronomers determined it had the potential to cross Earth's orbit and potentially collide with the planet. What if it did? (laughs) The answer to that is good news, bad news. The good news, as NASA points out, is the chance... Sorry. 
is that the chance is very low and it will probably pass no closer than 4,700 miles. Even if it did make a direct hit, at a diameter of 6.5 feet, the asteroid would probably burn up in the atmosphere like almost all asteroids of that size do on a regular basis. The bad news, Chad. They're dead. Almost means it could survive the entry. If it's made of primarily ice, 2018 VP1 will put on a spectacular show to remind everyone to vote the following day. If it's primarily solid metal, 2018 VP1 or pieces of it could impact the surface, but their size, even if it landed whole, would make damage minimal. If you look at minimal as non-extinction causing or non- Russian word asteroid. <laughs> Russian Ch- word. Chelyabinsk. Uh, we'll go with Chelyabinsk. That's good news. Sure. <laughs> if you get hit by a piece, the odds are not zero. It could be fatal, but at least you'll be famous and you probably won't take anyone else with you. Oh. So there you go, Chad. You may not have to worry about voting. Well, I wasn't that worried about it, but cool. So there you are. Asteroid. Sweet. Well, that's, uh, you know. But apparently this one's not going to take us out. Well, I guess we just weren't pretty enough. Could be. Mom always told me to make her proud. She said fancy. Make me proud. (laughs) Did she now? (laughs) She did. She made that dress for me and everything. And now old asteroid VPN 2X931138 THX is going away. Uh, I'm not sure that was the name of it, but okay. I'm pretty, I believe I recalled that exactly verbatim what you said. Fair enough. <laughs> All right, sir. What are we talking about tonight on the show? Well, Chad, this is one of those things you hear about occasionally. It's kind of popular. It's kind of fun. And we, we've we never talked about it before. Autoerotic asphyxiation? I've never had a need to... We haven't talked about that? No, not on the show. Oh, well, maybe uh, maybe episode 54. Going to call it the Bourdain Syndrome. Oh, my. Kung Fu, the last legendary journey. <laughs> oh, no, Chad. We are talking about the Loveland Frogmen tonight. Ooh, broke. Croaky croak. Mm-hmm. So Chad, imagine yourself near a town called Loveland in Claremont County, Ohio. Hold on. Okay, I'm there. It's 1955. Doc Brown just slipped trying to hang a clock over his toilet. <laughs> that could have happened. Uh-huh. You're on a stretch of road that runs along the Miami River outside of Loveland. It's 3 a.m. you're really into imagining this aren't you i i am and then i started hearing the lyrics to twilight zone when you said that imagine if you will so no no, not that twilight zone you know the song it's 3 a.m oh the feelings gone golden earring exactly except i think it's 2 a.m i don't know continue frog piece (laughs) okay Anyway, Chad, that would be the first of 
four encounters of the Loveland Frogmen. Ooh. That's right. Around It was May in 1955 on that stretch of road around the, the Miami River outside of Loveland. There was a businessman driving down the road at 3 a.m. What was he doing? We don't know. <laughs> I wasn't there. <laughs> but he spotted something along the road, Chad. Her name was Candy. No, he saw oh. three creatures gathered by the road. Said he pulled over to get a better look at these creatures. And about the time he did, he noticed they looked like bipedal frogs. Mr. Toad's Wild Ride gone wrong. Exactly. Had leathery skin, webbed hands, webbed feet. They were around three feet tall, and they had distinct frog-like heads with deep wrinkles in the place of hair. Oh. So he got a good look. He watched them for a bit, Chad. And he's about to take off, and then one of the frogs pulled a Dumbledore. He had a stick thing in his hand, and he raised it over his head, and if that's not enough, Chad, a stick, a frog holding a stick, the stick started shooting sparks out. No shit. <laughs> so the businessman took off. Oh, I would too. You don't know what a frog's going to do with a sparky stick. No kidding. Frog Independence Day isn't something I want to be part of. <laughs> this is when we take back the the rivers. <laughs> So that was the first of the sightings of the uh, famous Loveland Frogmen, Chad. Okay. Now, the next one kind of kind of hits home a little bit better because we have an actual police officer. It was March 3rd of 1972. There was a police officer driving along presumably that same stretch of road. Okay. And he thought he saw a dog beside the road. Kind of sounds like frog. Okay, continue. Yes, dog, frog, you know. Uh-huh. Frog, dog. Well, the dog frog suddenly darted in front of his cruiser. So he slammed on his brakes, and when it went in front of his headlights, he said it was a frog-like creature that stood on two legs, and it stared at him before it scrambled over the guardrail and down the hill, disappearing into the Ohio River. Now, is this the... uh police officer that invented the arcade game Frogger just 10 years later? Uh, It may be. We don't know because this officer chose to remain anonymous. Oh, okay. Which, I mean, though, could be Frogger. I mean, sounds like the premise for arcade game to me. It does. Well, this officer said that the, uh, the creature he saw was three to four feet tall and he approximated it. It weighed 50 to 75 pounds had leathery skin, and looked like a frog or a lizard. Lizard, frog, frog, lizard. (laughs) So another officer went to investigate that scene just to kind of see what was going on. Uh He, He didn't find anything, Chad, except, are you ready? Yeah. Scratch marks on the guard railing where the creature apparently climbed over. Wow. Exactly. It's a frog. Must be from Africa. <laughs> Could be. So several weeks after that officer had his encounter, another officer, and this one did not remain anonymous. His name is Mark Matthews, Chad. 
Mark Matthews, the famous yeah. Loveland Frog witness. Yes. Okay. <laughs> he had another encounter. He spotted what he thought was an injured animal on the pavement driving down the road. Uh-huh. So he stopped to get out and he was going to remove the carcass. But uh, once he approached it, the thing uh, kind of lurched forward up into a setting position. Okay. So, and this is what I ask you, Chad. You're on a you're on a dark road at night. You see something you think is a hurt animal on the road. You get out of the car to help it, to move it, whatever you do. Well, it moves. Uh-huh. What's the first thing you think to do? Uh, get back in the car. Well, Officer Matthews decided to shoot it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> So he shot at the thing. Didn't mention how many times he shot at it, but I'm betting it was more than one. All of them. (laughs) So uh, the creature hobbled over to the side of the road and over the guardrail while it watched the officer. (laughs) Okay. His description he gave of this creature matched the first officer's down to the T, except he said it had a tail. Hmm. Hollywog. Now, here, here's where we go into the why did he do this? He later took back his account and said it was just a lizard of some type that had escaped from its owner. He only shot at it because he wanted to verify the other officer's story. Uh-huh. So do you do you me. think this may be a everybody's giving me crap saying I saw the frog bed, so I'm gonna recant my story and just say, no, no, it was a big iguana. I think he was just on drugs. So did he see a frogman or an iguana? Or whatever drugs made him see. I don't know. It's a good <laughs> question. I don't know who would I don't know who in Ohio has a giant iguana that big flopping around, but what do I know? Right. Well, his statement here, Chad, I, I and this is a quote. He says it was and is no monster. It was not leathery or had wet matted fur. It was not three to five feet tall. It did not stand erect. The animal I saw was obviously some type of lizard that someone had as a pet that either got too large for its aquarium, escaped by accident, or they simply got tired of it. It was less than three feet in length, ran across the road, and was probably blinded by my headlights. It presented no aggressive action. Okay. But I shot it. (laughs) But I still shot that mother pus bucket anyway right it scared me a little bit (laughs) damn lizard you ain't one of god's creatures that's for sure that's right we gotta we gotta destroy the things we don't understand things green and cold-blooded cold-blooded so there there's your main encounters with the uh, frogmen chad all uh mysterious indeed sir the uh the last one is kind of one of those you uh, you throw out and I'll, I'll let you give your editorial on this one after okay. the uh, story. The last sighting of a frogman was spotted in mid-August of 2016 by Sam Jacobs and his girlfriend while they were playing Pokemon Go in Cincinnati. Now, is the this lo- the one with the picture? What? The sighting, is this the one with the picture? Uh, no, I did not see one. Okay, continue. There may, there may have been. There's no, a picture. It, I'll, talk, I'll talk about it at the end. Okay. They were playing Pokemon Go in Cincinnati. The location of the sighting cast doubt on its authenticity. So that when most people are like, 
<laughs> no, you didn't. You saw Squirtle on your phone or something. Squirtle, 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 Squirtle. Yes, picture. Uh huh. So the last sighting that I'm aware of had nothing to do with Pokemon Go. I don't think there were some kids. If you look for a Loveland Frog photo, there's some kids that took this picture, and the picture is really good, whether it's fake or not. It's cool looking, and it's this silhouette that looks like a upper torso of like a what you would imagine a frog person to look like and its eyes are reflecting light and it's standing in water and uh they were supposed to have snapped it on a, a phone in the dark but uh, I if think you I can did. find that that's actually pretty cool looking i think i did see that one when i was looking up stuff for this and if i am not wrong there was a caption under it saying photo from the frogman frog loveland frogman movie uh it's possible. I just remember it going around on the web as these people claim that they taken this picture and it could have been from a movie, but I've never seen the Loveland Frogman movie been advertised, think, so I don't know. I think we should look up that movie if it exists and watch it. We should. We could do a uh, mystery science theater to it. That movie uh, could be wonderful. I don't know. It might be. Starring <laughs> Linus Reed as Swamp Hag. He's a Mexican witch. Don't go out in that swamp. There's a frogman, and he will get you. That's <laughs> that's his whole role. That's what he did. That's it. He just has a uh-huh. like a little bit part. Swamp hag. Yep. Cameo. <laughs> <laughs> that's what he calls his band. Oh, he's gonna get sued. <laughs> Probably. Uh, so, what do you think, Chad? This is one of those. You know, there, there's a lot of cryptids out there that are really popular and famous. Mm-hmm. Everybody knows them that have been sighted like once. You know, you, you've got what? You've got Sasquatch. Everybody sees Scat, Sasquatch every day. Uh, you've sure. got Loch Ness Monster. Every, you know, couple times a year at least you get, oh, look, the newest picture of the Loch Ness Monster. I mean, I know Nick Redford's looking. <laughs> But then, you know, you have ones that, I mean, everybody knows the Jersey Devil. Jersey Devil's been spotted, what, like twice? You know, you've got Mothman. Everybody knows Mothman. Mothman was spotted, what, like three, four times? I think so. We're, we're not counting the new, like, chicago ones. We're counting, like, original Moth, Mothman sightings. Not the Chernobyl Mothman. No, not the Chernobyl Mothman. The Black Bird of Chernobyl. Yeah. He was just mad that he couldn't find vodka. It's true. There's no potatoes. Right. So, and you know, Loveland Frogman, they're, they're not as out there, every commonplace name that you hear all the time, but they're, mm. they're famous enough. Most, most people that are into cryptozoology know about them. Yeah. I think so, it's been pretty fascinating. There was a small pocket of these giant frogs that were just able to kind of stand up on their back legs, but you know, who knows? So then, Giant frogs that can walk around bipedal, everything like that. That's one thing. But now, do you do you take the original sighting where the guy said the one frog held up a stick and started shooting sparks? Do you one, take that one with a grain of salt and say, yeah. One, pr- one random frogman gets a hold of a road flare from a broken down car. I mean, you never know. They can learn to use tools. That's right. Maybe, I mean, maybe he went the wrong way. Maybe Maybe the road was out ahead and the frog was just trying to warn him. Trying to wave him down and be like, you can't go this way. He's trying to help, but the guy's like, oh, shit, frog man. 
Frog with a torch. Drive away. Speed away. Well, I mean, if you think about it, I mean, look look back at the Mothman. I mean, Mothman was just trying to warn people about like the bridge collapse, right? That's true. So maybe cryptids are getting a bad rap, and instead of like being angry and trying to break things and kill people and scare people, maybe they're maybe they're just trying to warn you about stuff. Let's go off on the random tangent about the interdimensional cryptids. <laughs> you know, what if what if they just pop in every once in a while and they have like a whole civilization with cars and it's like the way they used to fool you with those ads for sea monkeys. Uh, According yeah. to that, they're wearing business suits. And they're going to a job every day. Had a Not crown. Now, of course, because sea monkeys aren't going in with COVID. They're staying in their work from home. Yeah. But, you know, maybe frogmen are like that. Maybe they just pop in every once in a while. And they're like, oh, magic stick. You don't have it. You don't understand it. I'm a giant frog. Drive away. <laughs> pop back through their portal. Mm-hmm. He says, I'm a bush wizard. Or maybe maybe they're they are, you know, interdimensional beings like that and everything, and they pop in every once in a while, like you say, but they don't really they they can travel through the dimensions, but they don't really have a grasp of how it works. So they uh-huh. don't they can't really tell when they're gonna pop in. They just pop in. And every once in a while they pop in, they just see, oh crap. Like right now, twenty twenty, if frogmen popped in, they would pop in and go, Oh, holy crap and then turn around and go back so they're like frog sliders yes coming soon to white castle so yeah <laughs> makes sense and maybe you know if you go with the the bigfoot being interdimensional that's why um, you don't see him much he is in his his own little dimension he pops in every now and then to get some kind of nuts or berries from the woods that he likes but don't grow in his dimension let me ask you this you know how yes. people go out and go on a psychedelic journey with like ayahuasca and they say their mind gets expanded. They can see other worlds and crap like yes. that. Yes. What if Bigfoot showing up here is their ayahuasca trip? What do you think about that? So you're saying somewhere in the, in the known universe of multiple dimensions and everything, there's a Bigfoot uh-huh. that gets a hold of some peyote and does sure. his little, does his little mind adventure trip. And that's him just popping in. He goes on a trip to South Bigfoot America. Yes. In his dimension. Yes. He goes down there with his full business attire. He's booked a flight. He's found a, he's found a guide. And they're like, well, we're going to do this. So he strips down. Yes. He's in a sweaty hut. He's been there for like three or four days. I mean, he just smells like ass and balls all over the place, you know? Skunk ape. Skunk ape. And then he does his ayahuasca trip and then, some people spot him out in uh, Montana, Texas, New Orleans, where wherever they're at. You know that would explain it because if you think about it, the people that claim they have they talk to Bigfoot or they hear Bigfoot talking, uh-huh. that I mean, some of those recordings of Bigfoot talking, I mean, that could be a really freaking stoned Bigfoot. <laughs> Bigfoot freaking out. He sounds like yeah. John Belushi on those old samurai things on SNL. He doesn't know who these bald, short, big feet people are, this other dimension. He just knows he's tripping balls. And <laughs> I mean, this is the whole recording. <laughs> I mean, that's exactly what it sounds like to me. Right. So it's, it's a stone Bigfoot from another dimension. I think so. I think, I think we may have just... Bigfoot. 
I think we may have just solved the whole of cryptozoology, Chad. I, I think so. We've done something with the whole of cryptozoology. I mean, we may not ever have to do another paranormal, guys. We may have just solved everything. I think I blew the case wide open, sir. That's right. <laughs> no more, no more need for mystery. Get ready for the book tour and the live action film. No, I am. You know who they're going to put in there to star as me? Who's that? Jack Black, and I'll be severely disappointed. <laughs> I think the Rock will play you. I I was going more with Chris Hemsworth. Oh, you think so? I think the yeah, Rock. Yeah, would he Rock. would. He would. He would fit my uh, physique and mannerisms and everything like that much better. Yeah, but you and the Rock have the same hair. Do you smell what's cooking? can you smell what chris is cooking that's right apparently it's mung beans mung beans Mm -hmm. (laughs) so yeah that that went on a nice little tangent there (laughs) i think so i'm done that's all i got on frogman interdimensional travel high bigfoot a little a little glimpse into the minds of chris and chad (laughs) i like to call it strangeness not just high strangeness (laughs) no it's not it's strangeness <laughs> that is awesome of course well chad remember remember when i foreshadowed earlier in the show about something i would tell you about later yes well, guess what all right let's hear it it's later if you're a regular listener to paranormal guys chad and i know you are i am you may have noticed that here in the last few weeks or so i've been throwing the old explicit tag on the show oh yeah now, that's mainly because I'm lazy. And I decided instead of, you know, covering up Chad's potty mouth he has occasionally here and there. <laughs> Shit. There, see? Oh, that, sorry. Was, <laughs> that I was just going to let it fly. Now, not every show is going to have anything at all in it. And I think, I don't even know if the occasional uttered explicit word here or there even really needs an explicit tag i don't think so i don't we never drop an f-bomb no we don't chad may occasionally say you know hell damn ass turds he may occasionally use the caca word poop because he's evil that's true Wolfman. but i just wanted to throw that out there in case anybody went oh paranormal guys are potty mouths now I've always been a potty mouth. Well, I know. Try to keep it clean. So that's why you may see the explicit tag on the old Paranormal Guys Paranormal Podcast. Yes. Never fear. Words I'll, is here. I'll keep Chad in line. <laughs> he does. I'm a, I'm a rando. Rando <laughs> renegade. Nice. One other thing before we get into uh, where you can find us and everything, Chad, is... If yes. you are a regular listener to us from SoundCloud, guess what? It's dead. It is done. Mm-hmm. We are no longer on SoundCloud. We have switched a few things up. Now we're on Mungbean, right? Yes, Mungbean. Okay, cool. <laughs> no, the best way to find the podcast, if you don't subscribe, one of the many ways you can, which we are now on iHeartRadio and Spotify, Chad. <laughs> yes, we are. Along that with is- celebrities like howard stern that's right moving up in the world we are beam yeah. don't burn on the grill sir amen sir True. but yeah 
just go to paranormalguys.com. That's, uh, you know, the, the website. That's where all the shows will be found. You can find them all there. It's great. It's lovely like website. The anchor or the hub. I've streamlined it. It's much better and nicer and user-friendly now. Mm-hmm. It's wonderful. I mean, I look at it every day. Do you? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. The analytics counter on the old website says you're lying, Chad. Analytics. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, go to paronormalguys.com. That's our website. Listen to the shows. If you would like to, email us at theguys at paronormalguys.com. And there's also another reason to go to the website because there is a direct little linky link that you don't even have to type in the the, uh, email address to get to us, Chad. Hmm. Another good way to send Chad some stories and stuff is call the old Pong hotline. Please do. Please do. Chad loves stories. Uh-huh. I don't or I don't know what he calls. I don't know what he does while he listens to your stories and you may not want to know either, but you know, send some stories. <laughs> you could call the old Pong hotline at 502-230-7656. Magic. Magic. Wait for the menu so you know what button to push. Yes. <laughs> you can find us on Instagram and Facebook. The best way to do that is just search for paronormalguys.com. Easy peasy. That's right. Make sure it's pair o normal guys. Pair uh no or poo-poo or any of those. <laughs> pair o normal guys.com. Right. And while you're out there searching the old interwebs. Pay a visit to old Mr. William Blanchard. He is the gentleman that uh, supplies all the music for Pair O Normal Guys. Musical genius. He is. And you can find him on his website uh, at williamblanchardmusic.com. Mm-hmm. I think we uh, covered everything. Yeah, I think so too. Good show. Another show Good in show, the sir. I told you this earlier. I think you're still excited about the... Uh, the going away of the have a paranormal weeks. I mean, I could be. You could. I be. want to hear what the new thing is. Pongite Nation, remember to look for the green guy logo. It's happening, but only at paranormalguys.com. I remember when NBC said, let's all be there. I think <laughs> it's, it's memorable. That's, that's the old original 1993 and four Jurassic Park toy line commercial. Really? It's happening, but only at Jurassic Park. The more you know. Or you could go with, remember to look for the green guy logo. If it's not Pong, it's extinct. (laughs) Okay. Pong song. There you go. That's our new closing. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I'm sure that's catchy on sticking everyone's ear. As soon as this is over. You leave me alone. I'm not bothering you, sir. Fine. Have a paranormal week. Paranormacopia. Never going to let that one live, are you? (laughs) I thought it was an excellent name. Uh, It was for a disease.
Paranormacopia? Yeah, I got a bad case of Paranormacopia. They're going to have to cut off my legs. <laughs>